You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show. This is Sunday the 14th. Uh, it's a late-night release, so you're probably listening to this on Monday, but that's okay. Still wanted to get an episode out today. Um, just going to um, be honest. Um, apologies for not getting an episode out on Friday. Um, had a family emergency in my um, girlfriend's family, so I had to, to spend some time in St. Louis to, to be with them and didn't have time or anything to, 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 to get a podcast out. So appreciate any thoughts and prayers and good vibes that you guys would, would send their way and uh, yeah, so that's why I was not able to get an episode out on Friday. So this is serving as Friday's episode, and Monday's episode um, will be released following the game on Monday. Um, following the game tomorrow, uh, that's a 12:05 first pitch um, for tomorrow's game. But but yeah, so that is excuse me that that's just the the honest reason as to why I wasn't able to to get something out on Friday. So. We have a lot of stuff to catch up on, that is for sure. We have a lot of storylines just within today's game, let alone anything else, just because you have the Hicks storyline, you have Carlos Martinez, you have Tyler O'Neill, Yadier Molina threw another person out. You've got so much, so much to talk about just from today's game alone. So I will be honest, it's going to be just kind of a brief run through in my thoughts because I was able to, to get away and watch a little bit. Uh, tw- was able to get back on the Twitter a little bit today. Uh, was driving around trying to get the game on the radio, and it wasn't on the radio. But for some reason, I was able to get the Cardinal game on MLB Network today at my girlfriend's house. Uh, so I was able to watch a, a few innings of that. I know that basketball is probably on your guys' minds. Uh, make, let me know who you guys pick for your national champion. I'm an Illinois fan, so I'm going with the fighting Illini for tomorrow, or excuse me, for for the championship rather. Um, so I'm I'm super excited about what the Illinois uh, team has going on this year. So we we will see how that goes. So so yeah, so let, let, let's just go game by game for the most part. We're going to start on Friday. Obviously, like I said, we've got the Hicks thing to talk about, and we've got other stuff to talk about from today. We're going to start back on Friday. Uh, I was supposed to do a preview for this game. It was Adam Wainwright's next start. Again, was unable to get that out. But Adam Wainwright, holy cow. Has Adam Wainwright impressed or what? Um, on, on Friday, he was able to go four more innings, three strikeouts. I think Jeff Jones is, is the guy that I'm remembering this for. He, he keeps doing the uh, wrap him up in bubble wrap and don't let him do anything until April. I think that's hilarious. Uh, d- definitely some, some truth to that is you don't want Adam Wainwright getting hurt because Adam Wainwright, other than maybe Tommy Parsons, who gave up a couple of runs the other day or today or something of that nature, um, you know, Adam Wainwright has been the best pitcher. He was able to to get up to um, 41 pitches on Friday and pitched really well. I got um, an Astros team that had a decent amount of regulars in there. Straws regular, obviously Altuve, Brantley, Correa are regulars. Tucker, Gurriel are both regulars. Uh, so the top six guys were all regulars in that lineup. And, you know, there's, there's a balance that we have to find as people who watch this sport that you can't get overexcited. And I, I probably mess up this line every once in a while, but you can't get too overly excited when, when, your player, when a player does well and you can't get too overly down on yourself or on, your, on the player, rather, when the player doesn't do well. 
But I'm getting really excited about Adam Wainwright, and I'm getting really excited about Tyler O'Neill as well. He hit a homer on um, on Friday. Um, so, yeah, so those are, those are two of the guys right now that I'm probably the most excited about, to be quite frank. I mean, obviously, Nolan Arenado is going to be a blast to watch. Dylan Carlson, Harrison Bader are going to be, at least Carlson, I, I have more confidence in, are going to be fun to watch. But something about uh, Wainwright and O'Neill doing, doing some good things this spring. So beyond Wainwright, everybody else pitched pretty well. You had Andrew Miller give up a run, so that was unfortunate. Uh, Helsley gave up a run, but he's had an okay spring for the most part. Cody Whitley with a scoreless appearance. Giovanni Gallegos pitched around some trouble and was able to pitch a scoreless eighth inning. So you always like to see guys, and not you know, don't like to see guys struggle, but you're, it's good to see guys being able to get in and out of jams, right? And that's something that Gallegos was able to do by getting out of um, a, a jam after giving a couple hits in that eighth inning, but. Cardinals were able to get a win against Houston in a game underneath the lights. Um, it was fun to, or no, I'm sorry, that was that was Saturday when the game went underneath the lights. Never mind. But <laughs> regardless, on Friday the Cardinals were able to get a pretty nice win against Houston. Um, and then, then we're going to go ahead and uh, talk about offensively this game. Eben with another hit. Um, Goldschmidt had a hit, but you know they had, they had eight hits. Molina was two four. He's hitting pretty well this spring. Bader was one for three with the hit. Uh, Carlson had a hit as well. So. You know, not, nothing super exciting to write home about offensively speaking other than Tyler O'Neill, uh, who, who had that uh, two-run shot, and Yadier Molina having a two-run shot. Um, yeah, I think this was underneath the lights. Sorry, getting all my games confused. But um, it was nice to see Yadier. I thought Yadier's response, somebody asked him a question or something of, of you know, how's it feel to hit a home run or had that feel or whatever, and it was a bomb. And Molina's response, oh, and he, he caught all nine innings too. But his response was not bad for an old man, which I thought was was pretty funny. And you know, like I said, not getting too excited, but it was pretty funny to to see Yadi hit a home run. Not funny to see him home run, but funny, fun to see him hit a home run, anyways. Um, and that was definitely um, exciting for sure. Moving on to Saturday's game, it was it was weird to see baseball on a Saturday. Not something that we we see an off an awful lot in spring training. Cardinals got another win. Uh, they were able to, to beat the Marlins, and Daniel Ponce de Leon was able to go three and two-thirds, give up a run, struck out two, um, gave up four hits as well. This game, um, you know, it, it was what it was. Cardinals were able to get 11 hits so offensively. That was nice. Edmund probably had his first bad game going with an offer, but, you know, Goldschmidt, Arnauta both had hits, which was good to see. But the big hit day was for Austin Dean as well as Kisner and Lane Thomas. But Austin Dean, Lane Thomas, um, you know, maybe Thomas has that fourth outfield spot locked up, but Austin Dean able to, um, you know, able to, to improve his numbers a little bit and, and improve his outlook for the team. Uh, Pitching-wise, it was really good. Zach Thompson, you know, okay, but you love to see Matthew Librator get a scoreless inning in there. He went two innings, didn't give up a run, struck out one. Um, and then Seth Elledge gave up an unearned run uh, with an inning and a third. So, so Saturday's game was a big win offensively. And then, you know, just to move on, because the next segment, I'll, I'll you know, kind of give a recap of the news and my thoughts on the news. Today's game, Cardinals fall 7-5. to five And, whew, again, after the ad break, I'll talk about um, Jordan Hicks um, and his, re- his return in this game. But holy moly, what an at-bat that was. But, um, yeah, I thought, you know, the Cardinals gave up a, a little blow-up in there in the fifth inning of uh, uh, Williams, uh, Garrett Williams. 26-year-old left-hander gave up three runs. He didn't look great. Martinez was okay, but, you know, offensively able to gather, gather up eight hits again. Um, 
And I thought that was impressive. And they batted Martinez. Martinez was able to get a bunt in there, something that the Cardinals haven't seen and that we haven't seen in a long time. But, um, but yeah, so that's, you know, we're getting closer to opening day. When, when the pitchers start hitting, that means that, that, that's how you know you're getting closer to opening day. And it's super exciting that we are getting that close. Even though it is exciting to get that close, there are some things that, that are worrisome that, that I've neglected to be able to have not been able to talk about over the last couple of days, like I mentioned. So after this next ag break, ad break, excuse me, we will be talking about um, one of those things that is concerning, and that is the injuries. With all the depth the Cardinals have, there definitely are some pitching injuries that have me worried. So I'll be talking about that on the other side of this break. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, aka March Madness, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds that you need to know. The best way to place your the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You can get that welcome bonus by entering the promo code LOCKED ON. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED ON to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, I appreciate the uh, the, the patience in, in uh, allowing me to not get a an episode out on Friday or being okay with that. And um, you know, mostly I have I have yourself covered here on the Cardinals. But again, if you want uh, your generic sports news, head over to Locked On Podcast Network. It's Locked On Today, hosted by Peter Bukowski. All the sports news you need every morning, under twenty minutes. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. One thing of note from yesterday's game before I get into the concerns. And that is um, Jordan Hicks in the at bat against um, um, excuse me, uh, Guillaume, I believe is his, his his how you pronounce that last name. Twenty two pitches in Jordan Hicks's spring debut. How unbelievably crazy and messed up is that? I mean, and you know Hicks that run came around to score, so Hicks his line was. No innings pitched, no hits, one earned run on a walk, and his ERA is infinite because he didn't record an out. That is the definition of bizarre. Um, you know, I def- definitely, I mean, Hicks was still getting up there based on the SNY broadcast that was on MLB Network, still hitting above 100. Slider was 87, 88, which is good to see. That, that's a huge positive for Hicks. And it was just a weird thing that Guillermo just would not go away. And it, it was a thorn in Hicks's side for sure. So, so that, I mean, that that was fascinating to be honest, more more so than anything else, just because you usually don't see um, don't see that happening. You don't see too many twenty-two pitch at bats. Uh, I was sitting there watching the game, and I was like, "Holy cow, is this ever going to end?" But, anyways, um, again, so so the, the news that that you know alluding to is the KK Kim injury uh, update as well as the Miles Michaelis injury update. And th- this is concerning, you know, as somebody who has been super excited about all the pitching depth, as somebody who has been, you know, on all the, the, the podcasts that I've been guests on, I've been super positive about this pitching staff. 
And, you know, I, I get that, that this is concerning. It's concerning that we have two, the Cardinals have two starting pitchers that are going to be down with injuries probably start the year. Michaelis isn't thrown for, I think it's probably f- six to eight days at this point, but it was seven to ten days um, at the, the start of, of this diagnosis, which was a couple days ago. So that's a huge concern. You have Kim, who's being shut down indefinitely at the moment, who's supposed to start on Saturday. And, you know, not, not that Kim was being lights out and he was looking to be poised to having this incredible year. But again, you know, for as much as I boast and, you know, brag about the pitching depth, that doesn't mean I want it tested too much. <laughs> that doesn't mean I want, um, you know, th- these um, these injuries to happen, obviously. I don't think that's too far out of the question for me to not want injuries. But so even with the depth, even with the, the Matthew Libertors of the world, the Daniel Ponce de Leon's, the John Gantz, who start, John Gantz start t- starts tomorrow, starts Monday, um, it, it still is... It's not good, obviously, that these injuries are happening, and it, this does put a strain on the Cardinal pitching staff. Does it have me worried to the point of, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? We need to find a replacement now, and blah, 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 blah. No. It has me raise an eyebrow and say, okay, stuff to think about. Maybe you have Gant Ponce de Leon in the starting rotation definitely now. Carlos Martinez almost surely has his spot taken up, or has, has his spot in the rotation um, lined up, and especially because Mike Schilt referred to Carlos Martinez as a starter. That makes even more sense. But the, these injuries are definitely nothing to nothing to scoff at as a Cardinal fan, as a Cardinal watcher, if you will. Um, I think that we're, we're going to get to a point where the Cardinals are going to have two starters not named Kim and Michaelis in the rotation on opening day. Uh, I, I mean, I, I I would be shocked if Ponce de Leon's not in there, especially with his pretty good start on Saturday. I would think John Gant would get a crack at it. Hopefully he pitches well today, or tomorrow, excuse me, on Monday, whenever you're listening to it. Hope he pitched well on Monday if you're listening to this on Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> um, but yeah, these injuries are definitely um, a scare. And then transitioning a little bit to Carlos Martinez, he, did he pitch exceptionally well today? No, but he was able to give up runs in the first inning and not, and then not give up any runs after that. And I thought that was huge. Carlos Martinez is a guy that can spiral. He can have those blow-up innings. He can he had those a lot in the bullpen. You know, for as good as he was in the bullpen, he has definitely had those moments, a la t- 2018 NLDS Game Three, that that just blow up on him and he loses control. But for what it's worth, I thought that he did an exceptional job of limiting the damage on Sunday. It could have been a lot worse. It, if this is a Martinez of a couple of years ago, it probably is a lot worse. But for the fact that Carlos Martinez went out and pitched three more scoreless innings and shut the door after the first inning, I look at that as a huge positive. Is it as far of a step as I think Martinez should be able to take? Maybe not. But I, I am. I was happy with the, with the Carlos Martinez start on Sunday. I really was. And I think that, that he, he can has the capability of being pretty good this year. Um, but again, don't want to get too high, too low on one way or the other, but definitely steps in the right direction for Carlos Martinez. Um, so th- so that, that's going to do it for this segment. Got one more segment to, to wrap up the show. Um, I'll, I'll kind of lay out some stuff that's going on this week, some, some locker room stuff. Uh, I have some exciting news there to definitely – I'll tweet about this as well, but um, – 
And I'll also preview the game. And once again, tomorrow's show will come out after the game tomorrow, as close as the uh, as to the final pitch as I can get it. Um, it's not being aired on TV or. Um, oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. It is being aired on TV as I look at OMB.com. It's on Fox Sports Midwest, and I will be at my apartment tomorrow, so that will be a win for me. But nevertheless, I'll preview the, the game, my thoughts on John Gant, and the Cardinals get to phase Max Scherzer once again. So that, that talk coming up here in just a moment. We've been telling you about the incredible Built Bar for a while now. It's the best-tasting protein bar on the market. It's amazing. It's low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and amazing taste with 100% chocolate on all bars, no matter what flavor you get. And now it's time to find out which Built Bar is best. We had selection Sunday yesterday for the Silly Basketball Tournament, but now it's time for Built Bar Madness. There's no vote today on Sunday, but you can check in tomorrow at BuiltBar.com for what the matchup is on Monday. We've already have one bar into the enticing eight, and that is cookies and cream after they took down the churro puff in the sweetest 16. Other sweetest 16 matchups include peanut butter brownie versus coconut almond, salted caramel versus cookie dough chunk, coconut versus white chocolate birthday cake, chocolate chunk, chocolate Brownie chunk, excuse me, coconut brownie chunk versus lemon almond cheesecake, caramel brownie versus double chocolate, peanut butter versus coconut puff, and mint brownie versus toffee almond. A bunch of good matchups, stuff that I'm very excited for. I'm going coconut brownie chunk to the championship or double chocolate. I'm going to vote for both of those until they get to each other, and then I don't know. But you can go to BuiltBar.com or at Built underscore Bar on Twitter to vote. Remember to use that promo code LOCKEDON15, LOCKEDON15, to get your 15% off on your next order. That's LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. One more segment to, to wrap up the show. Um, talking about the game today as the Cardinals get to face off against who else? Max Scherzer, um, the, the old Mizzou guy. But before I get into that, Fantasy Baseball, um, Locked On Podcast Network just finished up our, uh, or Locked On MLB Network, rather, just finished up our um, Locked On draft. Hope uh, I'll share my team with you guys. But um, if you want, your breakdown on the on fantasy baseball. Head over to Locked On Fantasy Baseball Daily Fantasy Baseball Podcast, hosted by veteran fa- fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data and two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Season long fantasy dynasty leagues, Locked On Fantasy Baseball covers it all. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So today it's Max Scherzer versus John Ganter. I'm sorry, tomorrow. I'm just assuming you're listening to this on Monday. If you're listening to it Sunday night, that's great. Love you guys. Even if you're listening to it on Monday, love you guys too. Anyways, love you all. The Cardinals draw Max Scherzer for the third time. He's only started two other times, so all of his starts have been against St. Louis. First time, the Cardinals got the better of him, inning in two-thirds, gave up two earned runs, and last time out, he got the better of the Cardinals, striking out five and three innings. Meanwhile, John gets the ball for St. Louis, um, vying for a starting spot, and it hasn't gone exceptionally well um, for John Gant. Just the, um, the the two games, he pitched a relief outing in February on opening day of spring training. Two innings, really good, three strikeouts. 
last time out against these Washington Nationals on March 5th. Um, so it's going to be a 10-day layoff for John Gant. Uh, one game, or one start, rather, two and two-thirds of an inning, gave up four earned runs. I look to John Gant, um, I look for him to rebound. I think that he is going um, to to pitch well. I think he's going to be able to get over the hump, and I think he takes a step in the right direction um, in terms of who is going to be the starting lineup. Or starting in the starting rotation, excuse me. So I think that he, he takes a step in the correct direction, if you will. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what John Gant does. In terms of the starting lineup, who knows? Because the Cardinals, you know, they played Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Might see, I mean, we saw a little bit more of a, the backups or the, the non-starters, if you will, in today's game. So maybe the Cardinals see the, the extra, um, or the regulars, rather, um, in tomorrow's game. Who knows? But... I want to, Tyler O'Neill has impressed a ton this spring. I, I don't think I've talked about him yet. He's in my notes. Age 25 season, he turned won't turn 26 until June. You know, th- he was a uh, round three pick in the 2013 draft, and he, he's done exceptionally well in spring training this year. And he's put up good spring training numbers in the past, uh, at least for a couple games, but. I mean, again, stats in spring training are stats in spring training. I get it. But 476 average, 857 slugging, OPS over 1,000, 8 RBI, and two home runs in eight games. I mean, he, he's going to start. He's going to be the starting left fielder. And I'll tell you what, if he can mash behind Goldie and Arenado, that's a pretty deadly 3-4-5. And I'm more than okay with that 3-4-5 in that lineup. I mean, that, that, I think that would be pretty exceptional, to be honest with you, if O'Neill is able to, um, to, to pitch or to hit that well. So I, just wanted, I didn't want to end the show without talking about Tyler O'Neill again. I know I talked about it on Thursday, but really excited for what Tyler O'Neill can do. But uh, to wrap up the show, I just have a teaser. Uh, there's an app called Locker Room. It's basically where people, uh, sports people like myself can, can get on and can just host live Q&As. Um, and I will be sharing more about this on my Twitter um, Saturday, uh, tonight um, and Sunday and tomorrow, I'll look to be going live on a post game probably later this week. I'll have to figure out my schedule. But um, if you haven't downloaded the app, download Locker Room and follow me. Uh, I'll be t- posting a, t- uh, a picture of that as well on my Twitter, LJ Fastball. So I'm looking forward to that and to, to get more information out on tomorrow's show as well. So that is going to do it for today's um, edition of Locked on Cardinals. So again, uh, apologies for not getting it out, but also uh, thoughts and prayers, please, uh, for, for, for my girlfriend's family. Um, but as always, follow me on Twitter, LJ Fastball. Follow the show, Twitter, Instagram, LO underscore Cardinals. Um, and be sure to give me a review on Apple Podcasts if you like what you hear. And be sure to tune back in tomorrow as I recap the game against the Washington Nationals. Until then, stay safe, stay well, and have a great day.